Claire Sands, My Why Audio Blog. The one where we say goodbye to Matthew Perry, aka Parasocial Grief. I've been thinking a lot over the last week about the how, why, what, when and where of grieving someone we never knew or met, like a celebrity, and the confusing feelings and grief that can arise when that person is gone, even though it might feel like the grief isn't really ours to express. I discovered this week that there's actually a name for that kind of grief, after seeing a post by Mary Frances O'Connor, who I interviewed on the podcast in my Let's Chat Grieving Brains episode. It's called parasocial grief. Now this was a new word to me, and it might be to you as well, so here's what it means. Parasocial relationships are one-sided relationships. Basically, it's when we invest emotional energy and time on someone, but the other party is completely unaware of your existence. And without going into the weeds on it, these types of relationships have the ability to help us or harm us. And when someone dies, where we have this kind of relationship, it's called parasocial grief. Why was I pondering on this over the last few weeks? Well, most of you will probably have a name that comes to mind if you're listening to this in the autumn of 2023. On the 28th of October 2023, the world found out that the celebrity Matthew Perry a.k.a. Chandler Bing in Friends, was found dead in his hot tub in L.A. Now, we've probably all seen people grieving on TV for celebrities or famous people. It could be crowds that are screaming, crying and sobbing, or it could be people who are silently tearful as they lay flowers, write tributes or get interviewed. And I've often wondered about these displays, these large public emotions like this. How are they able to summon such emotions for someone that they've most likely never met? And as a fairly stereotypical British person, these sorts of scenes just don't seem natural. They even sort of grate on me a little bit. Us Brits don't show our emotions publicly like that for those that we love, let alone those we don't. And I'm not saying that's a good thing. And so we could be accused of thinking that people's response to grief like this is a bit over the top, and we get a bit judgy about what others choose to mourn and how. I do think there are levels to griefs, and it's important to keep that in mind. I loved my dog when we had one, and I cried when he died, and the grief still sits with me seven years later. Without children, it was a huge hole in our life and our house. But if my reaction to losing him was the same as losing my husband, well, that's probably something I need to assess and work through and talk about. I'm not saying we can't or don't mourn these things more than humans, but if we are, it's probably something to explore as to why. So potentially there might be a danger in letting this sort of loss with parasocial grief have too big a place in our life. If you mourned the loss of David Barry more than your husband or father, if they were good men, then that's again something to think about. But I think for the majority of us, it's more likely to be the other side of the coin that we struggle with when it comes to parasocial grief. And that's that we don't allow ourselves to feel the sadness, or we might even choose to ignore that there is a loss there at all. Matthew Perry was arguably best known for being one of the six characters in Friends. And that NBC sitcom, which ran from 1994 to 2004, was, for me, like it was to many, literally a friend. I've had a few people say to me, I thought of you when I heard the news. Such was my relationship with friends. I was 13 when it first started and too young to be allowed to watch something that was on around 9pm. So I didn't really find friends until my late teens, but it was just in time to see the last few series come out live and the final one when I was 21 years old. I waited eagerly for those seasons to be out and remember very clearly the feelings of watching the last episode of the last series in season 10. Every episode was called The One With or The One Where, and I think most of the world watched and waited for that last episode, 
the one where they said goodbye. And boy did they go out on a bang. That last season had some of my favourite scenes and moments ever, and the ending, in my opinion, was just perfect. In those years and into my early 20s, this sitcom became a huge part of my life. My mum said to me recently that at one point she was worried if I was watching it too much because I was getting obsessed with the show. I don't know what gave her that idea. Maybe it was the giant poster of Chandler, Joey and Ross I had up on my university room wall. Or the fact that I knew almost every line from every episode. Or it might have been the thousand quiz questions on Friends book that I had that I made Chris and others test me on. Or maybe it was my dad and my relentless hunt to collect all the DVDs. Back then the DVDs came out with about four episodes on and my dad and I had a list of all the episodes that I already had and then we'd go out and hunt the bargain bins for the one I didn't have yet so I could collect the full set. Of course, years later they released all the episodes in a lovely box set that was about a tenth the size of my collection, but we convinced ourselves that that wouldn't have been nearly as much fun. And I still have them all now. I think the reason I lent on these Friends characters so much was because I didn't have a big circle of friends of my own at the time. University was hard for me socially, and I lent on things like Friends as my friends. They helped me process the world, social situations and relationships. I do have to admit, life is a big letdown if you hope too much in stuff like this though. It's a lot less funny. I was quite a sheltered and naive young person in many ways, in all the ways that kids should be really. And so looking back now, I know that I didn't really understand or get half the jokes in it. I saw a lot of it as funny, but I think I put my own interpretation onto some of it, and as I grew up, I now realise what they actually meant, and just how much sex was involved in it. I didn't notice that at the time. I just adored the friendships and being part of their world. And I still do that now with programmes. I jump into another world and I feel safe in my parasocial relationships with the characters. From the first time I encountered Friends, my favourite character was Chandler. Matthew Perry, for anyone that doesn't know and has been under a rock for the last 20 years. He made me laugh. It was that simple. It was a similar sense of humour to what I'd grown up with with my dad and I loved it. I think a lot of my sense of humour now was developed, yes from home life, but also through watching Friends. I was formed a lot through the comedies that I watched back then. I haven't watched Friends regularly for years. Some might say that I overdid it, and once you know all the lines, you need to step back a little bit and take a break. I am wandering back into it now, though. Maybe for the nostalgia, maybe for a way of just saying goodbye to Matthew. I'm well beyond the stage of collecting the DVDs. No one uses them anymore, for Pete's sake. Or owning the big poster with the three male characters dressed in black with a red background. I can picture it now, which will have long ceased to exist in the world. But the impact on me, the memories of watching it, the lines in my head, they will be with me forever. A lot of the vocabulary and phrases have made their way permanently into my life. I've been known to scream, I know, as Monica did, or, it's not old juice, as Chandler responded, or, how you doing, like Joey, or, I wasn't supposed to put beef in the trifle, from Rachel, or to sing Smelly Cat by Phoebe, which I won't expose you to, or, it's all over everything, by Ross, or, but I want, I want the pine cones from Ross. In fact, the later years, Ross surprisingly challenged Chandler for being the funniest one for me. I call people guys a lot, much to the dislike of some people around me. I credit that to friends, and it's staying, people. I've been in thousands of conversations with many friends and family where we've had a situation that relates to a scene from friends, and we'd quote it, talk about it, and laugh about it. Who hasn't yelled, pivot, when moving house? I think that's just wonderful. What a legacy. Friends were so relatable, so down to earth, so funny and so honest. They are six faces that I'll always view as maybe more familiar than some people I know when I see them pop up somewhere. 
Plus, I never had to watch someone throw up in all of the 10 seasons, which is a particular pet hate for me on TV. No one needs to see that. Friends manage 10 seasons without it, so can you. Of course, as I've got older and taken an interest in the people behind the characters that I loved, I've realised they had their own struggles, and perhaps none more so than Matthew Perry. He said he became an alcoholic at the age of 14, constantly struggled with drug addiction, in and out of relationships, and he spoke of how filming Friends wasn't the amazing journey for him that it was for us. And that's so sad to read. There are years where he doesn't even remember filming it, and he couldn't even bring himself to watch it. I think most of us witnessed this shift in his weight and the way he looked between the seasons, but never knew the full extent of what was going on behind the scenes. In his book, Friends, Lovers and the Big Terrible Thing, he said, My mind is out to kill me, and I know it. I am constantly filled with a lurking loneliness, a yearning, clinging to the notion that something outside of me will fix me, but I had had all the outside had to offer. I mean, I knew these guys weren't going to be around forever. They're older than me, so I knew there was a chance I'd see their deaths announced one day, and it would be the end of an era. But so soon. When I think about it, what made me shed a small tear this week for Matthew wasn't so much my loss, because I know that my loss is minimal. Everything that he and they have given me is still there. I still have it. Nothing is taken away from my memories and my love of it just because he isn't on the planet right now. My life isn't affected in that way. Chandler Bing lives on forever. But when I read Matthew Perry's story, and I think about him dying alone, and I see his last Instagram post of him in a hot tub, and I wonder if he knew or if it was planned, if he was done with the world, if he couldn't take it anymore, if there was an accident, or if he relapsed in some way and it was the last straw, it's the unknown that makes me so sad. And it's at this point that I feel sad that I didn't know him that his struggles had to end this way, that such a light has gone out so early, and that his life felt so hard. He wrote this in his book, I sometimes do want to tell God to go f*** himself for making my road so hard. Like one of the book review titles said, and I feel it too, I just want to give him a big hug. I haven't read the book, but I do want to, even weirdly more so now. It came out last year, but the paperback isn't even out over here yet, so I'm waiting for that. It makes me so sad that a life like his ends this way. One of the things I fight for and I'm passionate about is that I just hate the idea of anyone feeling alone in this world. That anyone has to fight alone through hard times. It's why I do the podcast. I can't help as many people as I'd like to personally, but I can share stories of the trauma that others go through to try and reach those feeling alone and say, look, you're not alone in how you're feeling or grieving and there is hope if you hold on. Maybe in some way, knowing Matthew's struggle is over is a good thing. I don't know his situation well enough to tell. But whatever the circumstances, we know that something big has left this world. Something has been lost. Something I appreciated, enjoyed and was blessed by has changed and shifted. And there is something sad about that. So it's hard to know how to grieve in these situations. Some people will grieve hard. Some too hard, maybe, for the relationship. Because it might be releasing grief in them that's tied to other things. Our grief will be affected by our culture, our personality, our love. I think the important thing is that we feel the feelings we have. This is a common message on the podcast from our guests. What does it mean to feel your feelings? Well, allow yourself to tune in to what you're feeling. 
Not what friends, family and society around you think you should be feeling, but what you're actually feeling. If you're feeling sad about a loss, but the voice in your head or around you is saying, it's not your loss, you didn't know them, yes it's sad, but we just move on, then don't allow that voice to dictate how you move through the actual feelings that you have. Be honest about how you're feeling. And in my experience, the best way to do this is not in a big crowd of people who might also be wailing and grieving about something, but in the quiet of your own home. No audience, no external expectations. So you're free to not hold anything back. And then let yourself feel what you feel. Are you angry about it? Sad, heartbroken, confused, frustrated, regretful? Try to identify the feelings and then let yourself feel them. And at this point, it doesn't matter whether it's valid or not. It's what you're feeling. And you should let that be felt as much as it needs to be felt. Sure, others might not understand, but they don't need to. Some feeling needs to be done alone so that you can be completely honest about it. I used to struggle with this idea. I had preconceived ideas of what did and didn't need, expect or deserve feeling. But then from talking to podcast guests, I realised that you don't feel sad about something unless it genuinely makes you sad in some way. You don't get angry about things you don't care about. Feelings are there for a reason. They're unique to you. And whether it's related to the situation or not, allowing yourself to notice it and feel it is healthy. For example, being childless, I get a lot of feelings crop up. And I used to ignore them to be strong or move forward or not be weak or not harp on about something I've already dealt with lots of times. But I've realised if they're still there, they're there for a reason. If watching happy families around me makes me a little sad, that's okay. It's what I'm feeling. If seeing other people's successes makes me weep sometimes because I long for my own, that's okay. That's what I'm feeling. And when I feel them, I find I experience healing in the moment for it. And I can face the next sad feeling a little bit easier. When I don't feel them, they build up behind a dam and then something very unexpected might release them all when I least expect or want it. And I will always hope, and I believe, that they'll get easier and one day I might not feel it at all. But it is important their natural feelings are not manufactured by me or part of some vow that I've made that I'll always be sad around children, etc. So feel those feelings if they're there and let yourself grieve someone you never knew, whatever that looks like for you. Maybe you need to work out what you've lost. I've been pondering on that myself this last few weeks. What did I lose when Matthew died? He was a figure in my life that brought me a lot of joy. They all were. And it's sad that he's no longer on the planet, but I'm not grieving it in the same way as someone I knew, because everything he's given to me I still have, and it lives on. So what have I lost? And like I said, I found the sadness wasn't about my own loss at all. It was about his, how he died and what he struggled through while bringing so many other people joy, comfort and companionship. Apparently, he didn't want to be remembered for just friends. And I can understand that because he did a lot of amazing work with those with addictions, which of course is more important than filming a sitcom. But I think he might have underestimated the joy and support and friendship that he gave to millions of other people through Friends. What he gave and left the world with is something that we will all still cherish and keep for generations and generations. That group of friends made people's bad times better, turned tears into laughter, provided companionship for lonely people, made outcasts feel welcome, normalised everyday struggles, showed us how to, and not to, navigate job losses, bereavements, friendship, relationships, love, fallout, pregnancy, parenting, disaster, embarrassment, loneliness, and the fun that can be found in the everyday when you have others to share it with. 
like dancing with a raw turkey on your head. It's worth noting, though, that Matthew didn't regret Friends, because he wrote this in his book. If I had to do it all over again, would I still audition for Friends? You bet your ass I would. Would I drink again? You bet your ass I would. If I didn't have alcohol to soothe my nerves and help me have fun, I would have leaped off a tall building sometime in my twenties. My heart goes out to the rest of the Friends cast who have been silent apart from this joint statement on the 30th of October. We are all so utterly devastated by the loss of Matthew. We were more than just castmates, we are a family. There is so much to say, but right now we're going to take a moment to grieve and process this unfathomable loss. In time we will say more, as and when we are able. For now our thoughts and our love are with Matty's family, his friends and everyone who loved him around the world. I love them for their silence after this, despite others criticising them for it. I can almost feel their grief at the loss of someone that was a part of a different sort of family for them for so long, as well as his friends, family and support network and those he's helped along the way with addictions, so many grieving people. And then there's all the Friends fans. Not grieving to the same extent, but hopefully offering a lot of thanks for all that he gave us. At Matthew's funeral, they played a song he was particularly enamoured with, Don't Give Up, by Peter Gabriel and Kate Bush. I'll put a link in the show notes if you want to watch it. Matthew particularly liked the element of the two singers hugging in the video. He often signed Don't Give Up at his book signings. He said, I always put Don't Give Up, because you shouldn't give up. And man, listening to that song at his funeral must have been a real tearjerker. Here's some of the lyrics. In this proud land we grew up strong. We were wanted all along. I was taught to fight, taught to win. I never thought I could fail. No fight left, or so it seems. I am a man whose dreams have all deserted. I've changed my face, I've changed my name, but no one wants you when you lose. Don't give up, because you have friends. Don't give up, you're not beaten yet. Don't give up, I know you can make it good. Rest your head, you worry too much. It's going to be all right. When times get rough, you can fall back on us. Don't give up, please don't give up. Don't give up because you have friends. Don't give up, you're not the only one. Don't give up, no reason to be ashamed. Don't give up, you still have us. Don't give up, now we're proud of who you are. Don't give up, you know it's never been easy. Don't give up because I believe there's a place. There's a place where we belong. I find it interesting it has a line in it that says don't give up because you have friends. I hope he had true friends beyond the show. I feel like for many of us that was the message friends gave us. Don't give up. I'll finish with another quote from Matthew's book. It's one of hope and one that comforts me in his death. Being in a kitchen always brings to mind God. He showed up to me in a kitchen, of course, and in doing so saved my life. God is always there for me now, whenever I clear my channel to feel his awesomeness. It's hard to believe, given everything, that he still shows up for us mortals, but he does, and that's the point. Love always wins. Rest in peace, Chanand Lebong, the eternal transponster. <laughs>